Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. My name is Timothy Robert Dunn, and I'm a common man in Chicago. Uh, for people who have never listened to the show before, this is a weekly political podcast uh, with myself, uh, you know, a millennial, um, currently, you know, between jobs copywriter, uh, living at the YMCA, and the return spirit of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, we met when I went to visit the Lincoln home down in Springfield, Illinois, during the 2016 election. And he has, uh, you know, last week we had a we had a tough episode because he tried to hit up my ex-girlfriend for sex on Twitter. Um, I don't know if that's how he'd describe it, but that's what he did. And he's ki he kissed her before. He says that she kissed uh, him, but they can't, you know, they kissed. And that's the thing I have to deal with every day in my life. That my ex-girlfriend kissed the return spirit of Abraham Lincoln. So all I need to do to summon him is say his name three times. Here we go. Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Timothy. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm well. Look at this. A good old-fashioned setup, good old-fashioned summoning. Things are good old-fashioned between Timothy and Abe. Well, we weren't going to do an episode this week, originally. Oh, okay. We are going to take a week off. Sure. Because of what happened. I understand. But here we are again, thick as thieves, the president and the podcaster. Well, we're here. And everything's fine. We're dealing with it in true 19th century fashion. What does that mean? Move past it. Bury it. Keep going. Uh, I, I emailed you. Um, <clears throat> it was great. There was a terrific email. Very well written. Yeah. It's, it's, there are so many things when I even talk about emailing you, I feel like I have to clue the audience in on. You stole my phone in episode one. That's okay. You don't, yeah, take your time. Do what you have to do. And that's how you and I communicate. You in the afterlife. Yes. Me in the present. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't tell me about the afterlife. No. Yeah. Anyways, uh, John Kelly, uh, chief of staff sure. uh, in the Trump administration. You're doing really good. Are you being sarcastic right no, now? No, you're doing great. Great. I don't need these like compliments from you, okay? okay. I don't okay. need this like buttering up because you tried to hit up my ex-girlfriend for sex. For what? For no. sex. No. You asked you up. I was curious if she was awake. To, for what re, For what purpose? To converse. Electronically. About? The day's events. Also, maybe if she'd been thinking about me. That's, okay, that's the weird part right there. What is? If she'd been thinking about me? Yeah. Well, I'd been thinking about her. Okay, General, General now Chief of Staff John Kelly. Yes. The Trump administration said this thing about um, uh, uh, Robert E. Lee. Okay. Uh, said that he was a decent man and an honorable man. And that he was just, um, uh, uh, oof. Did you, do you remember the quote better than I do? You emailed it to me, yeah. Okay. I got the gist. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah, kind of the standard, the party line, the standard narrative about Robert E. Lee. And then he said that the Civil War uh, happened because uh, two sides couldn't compromise. Uh-huh. Now, you're grinning when yeah. I say that. Your yeah. thoughts on the matter? Well, there wasn't much of a compromise. Uh-huh. See, I, we had a fair election, a free and fair election in 1860. There were no foreign powers that meddled. And I was elected... And we should say this like bar barely, how we're barely, ba barely, how? barely elected, barely how, in what form? Um, is just you weren't, you didn't have widespread support from the people. I did in many states. Sure. <laughs> so sure enough, everyone in certain states got paranoid. Mm -hmm. They seceded. Yeah. Before I even got to office, they had talked about doing so. Mm -hmm. 
You recognize, I mean, I don't know how much you know about early 19th century history, but pretty much... I, you know, like, yeah, I'm some. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, the Missouri Compromise. Uh-huh. The Dred Scott decision. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. The Kansas-Nebraska Act. Yeah. Um, you can just keep, like, moral, you don't have to keep listening to this. You can just keep, yeah. The moral, uh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, yes. Uh, yeah. That was pretty much, early on, everyone realized... Oh boy, slavery's a really bad thing, and you kind of had to have a take of what we're going to do with it. Uh-huh. And we tried a lot of ways to compromise, and it didn't quite work, because mm-hmm. basically the compromises were coming from the people who did not like slaves. We're like, okay, we'll make concessions and let you keep having slaves. But that wasn't enough for the people who had slaves. They were like, well, we're done with compromising, we're going to have slaves. Kind of compromises of, like, you have to treat them this way, or maybe let's do a timeline where they phase out by this year. No, just that we would have them in certain areas, and we wouldn't have them in other areas. As I said many times, I would not interfere with the institution where it previously existed, but then they did not take that for their word and thought I meant to abolish it altogether. The problem with something like the Dred Scott Compromise was that it showed that the people who liked slaves, mm-hmm. like they liked having slaves, yeah. they did not quite actually, um, let's see, they did not really want to just protect it. They wanted to expand it. If Dred Scott could escape to a free state and still be considered property, that essentially meant that he was a slave anywhere <laughs> in the country and slavery existed throughout the country. That was a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. But that's what the decision was. Mm-hmm. Yet it wasn't the North who went to war to end these tor- sorts of things. It was the South who went to war to extend them. So what compromise could have been made? They, we made the compromises, yet they were never satisfied to the point that they took up arms and unlawfully treasoned against their own government. Now, I feel like every time we talk about this, I have to keep reminding myself. So that means that if the Civil War hadn't happened, you wouldn't have freed the slaves... Because they were, you know, property of the South, and you knew that would hurt them. What? So, like, you said that you weren't going to interfere with slavery. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. Could you not really tell a whole lot of people this? Yeah, I know. I know. But it's just for context. I know you're trying to get woke now. That doesn't make me sound very woke. I understand, but historically speaking, am I correct? Yeah, historically speaking, I would have okay. just let the slaves exist and continued to be a white supremacist. However, mm-hmm. it, quite explicitly so. Yeah. But I, that's not really how people remember me. Yeah. So I'm, you're, it seems like you're trying to muddy the water and trying to make it seem like you were... An honorable man, okay, <laughs> who just got caught up in the wrong time. Uh-huh. What? Nothing! Okay, so as a man, Robert E. Lee, uh, your thoughts? Well... Uh, did not really know the guy. Uh-huh. Really overrated as a general, I'll tell you that. Big he, drinker, too, right? Uh, yeah, bigger, as big a drinker as, as Grant was. Yeah. Grant really wasn't even that big of a drinker. He felt sad when his men died, so he got drunk. And then walked off. Yeah. Like, that's, like, oh, what should he do? Not feel the pain of his I'm soldiers? I'm not saying it's not, you, you know, he shouldn't go have a bender or whatever. I'm just saying. Commiserated. Yeah. Anyway... I mean, Grant was pinned down. His whole army was pinned down a couple times, and he still skillfully wiggled his whole way out. Well, and that's part of he that is because, and I don't want to turn this into a thing, uh, the South were better fighters and better, like, uh, frontiersmen than the men of the North. Grant's army lived off the land. You can't be a better frontiersman than that. His Western army? Yeah, but, you know, it was also a lot they, of men they, just called up into service from the cities. Yeah, but they lived off the land and hid from the Not army. Not all of them, 
blimped off. Yes, they did. In Grant's army, they did. Oh. They had no supply chain. But, I mean, uh, you guys had significant advantages. You had more people. You had the factories. But you had we didn't know the terrain, and we didn't have the exactly. cause that they were fighting for. A lot uh-huh. of them were, obviously, the, you know, those uh, cheap Irish who were just kind of paid to be there. Yes. Who would rather be You would have thrown them in jail. Uh, they didn't have the money to get out of the jail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and while the South were fighting uh-huh. to protect... Slaves. Yes. They wanted to have slaves. Yeah. Which, as you can see, is a pretty big motivating factor for people. Yeah. And yet... We're despite, still talking about it for some reason. Uh, well, yeah. Despite those advantages, the South still couldn't win. Grant... Uh, <clears throat> Lee didn't actually win most of his battles. He lost most right. of his battles. And he also didn't really fight the sort of war he should have been fighting. How do you mean? Like, what the American... Revolution was like. He should have probably just tried to pick things off, secure oh, some bases. Oh, sure. Yeah, bl- uh, bleed the North dry. A little bit. Yeah. And then he half-heartedly tried to invade the North, and it was just not a great strategy. Yeah. Why is he remembered as a, as, a, as a military hero? I don't know. And there were many more va- tales of valor of Grant. Even before, you know, the war, Grant was a hero in the Mexican War, the way that Lee never distinguished himself, so... Oh, well, I think I can answer a little bit of that. He's still remembered as a hero because there's still this disgusting tribalism between the north and the south in Uh america and because of that he's seen as a hero to many of the southern states sure yeah yeah so he's like yeah kind of it's kind of like how people think i freed the free the slaves but but like it's it's like different when it's about me though because it's kind of cool when it's about me whatever man um so that is that's the gist of it now the other part of of General Kelly's statement, right? Mm-hmm. So that Lee was an honorable man, and there were meant to be compromises. That I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, speaking of compromises, mm-hmm. we could have actually bought every single slave <clears throat> and provided them with forty acres and a mule for way less money than, than a, waging the Civil War. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that? It makes absolute sense. Yeah. That would have been a pretty good compromise. <laughs> But I would have slept you, easier. You could not have gotten them to sign off on that, though. That was never going to happen. I bet God wouldn't have snatched my two sons from me as recompense I've... for all the sons I sent to battle to bleed dry. <sighs> Do you, um, I, I don't mean to interrupt. I didn't have dinner. Do you mind if I go grab something in the kitchen real quick? Okay. You just keep, uh, mourning. I was just getting a little low blood sugar there, so. Sure. You done with the... Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of time to think about those things, so. The dead sons? Yeah. Okay. All of America's dead sons. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, you know, I understand that there is this mythology about 
the Civil War, that it was brother fighting brother, that it was this noble war, that we all had this common bond as Americans that we were fighting against. It's really not so much. You had the North, whose soldiers did not want to be there, who most of them felt like we should just let the South go and be done with it. Mm -hmm. They certainly did not feel like they had any moral high ground. Yet, you had the other side, the South, who absolutely had the moral low ground and was yet zealously fighting to protect it. It is a miracle that any sort of morality can be wrung out of it, and yet both sides can somehow claim at this time that they were doing the right thing by fighting it, when neither were doing so. I feel bad. I didn't offer you any chips. Any were you of the, hungry? I mean, those were like the blue corn chips. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, I would. I would have like. I would have a. I'd have a chip. Okay, I'm gonna go get them. Why don't you pull up our uh, email? Oh yes. Uh, this week we had an email from a listener. Well, not this week, but oh, w- well, it's from a few weeks ago. Right. Not yeah. September 18th, we got an email from a listener that we're just getting around to. We're sorry, we haven't checked the email in a while. Yeah. So uh, the email is from uh, Nathan Eberroth, Ebenroth, Ebenroth. Thanks for writing in, Nathan. Uh, and again, shout out Nathan. If anyone wants to have your questions answered by Abe or by me, just a uh, common man in Chicago. Uh, email us at uh, 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. Um, yeah, uh, send us an email. We'll answer any. They're a little stale, just so you know. They're like a little. Oh, they are stale. Yeah, you can. If, I mean, I was really hungry, but. Anyways, um, email us uh, your questions about history. They're, they're kind of good stale. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, or the Civil War or. You know, we really want to engage with our fans, so if, if you have movie recommendations you want to send to Abe um, for him to review, or, you know, Abe is uh, currently writing a hip-hop album with uh, Thomas Jefferson. If you have some rap recommendations for him, um, let us know. Anyway, uh, we're going to read uh, Nathan's email here. Hi, Tim and Abe. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Uh, his question is, did Abe get a chance to see the giant statue version of himself yet? If not, he should do it soon. Ooh, looks like we missed it. However, we have a link here to NBCChicago.com, and it's a giant Abraham Lincoln sculpture. Oh, wow. Is leaving Chicago. Wow, I never saw this. Um, you never saw it? No. Uh, the article goes on to say, a museum in Peoria is preparing to Peoria, install... Peoria, good town. Shout out to Peoria. To install a 31-foot-tall, 19-ton painted bronze sculpture of Abraham Lincoln standing with a modern-day man holding the Gettysburg Address. Wait. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a statue of you and me. Tim, someone made a statue of us. I guess so. The sculpture, uh, named Return Visit, has been on display in Chicago for the past year. Next Year? Tw- this has been up for a year? I don't know. I don't go downtown much, okay? I'm, I'm unemployed. That's pretty much when we started the podcast. Yeah. Um, Peoria Riverfront Museum official secured its next stop just as the state's bicentennial celebrations begin. Uh, let's see here. It's transported uh, extra-long flatbed trucks. Wow. Uh, Why would it amazing? be so heavy? Uh, it's it's 31 feet tall, and it's made of bronze. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of bronze. It's a lot of bronze. It's uh, it's a huge statue. And look at that. It really does. It kind of looks like you and me. It looks like a little older... Um, yeah, you, after you've, you've got it together a little bit, stop wearing pajama pants. How do you mean? Stop wearing pajama pants. 
I I feel like this guy just looks lame. He just he's got like khakis and a sweater. Yeah, white sweater and khaki pants. Yeah, it's kind of a lame combo, I admit. Yeah, uh huh. But it reminds me of us. Yeah, me too. Uh, I've got my hat off. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. And then the modern man statue is really wondering, like, I don't know, like what you want with my ex-girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Abe is just thinking, like, um, uh, what time is it? Can I get going soon? What's this guy want? Anyway. Anyway, thank you so much, Nathan, uh, for sending that in. Again, email us at 15minuteswithlincoln at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you're in Peoria, uh, maybe swing by and see the statue. Yeah. Okay, this is great. Yeah. Um, Abe, anything else you want to talk about before you go? Um, uh, no, not a whole lot. I um, Not a lot on the, the uh, FX app this week, so... Anyway, maybe when you do some Civil War uh, research, just read some primary source documents and don't trust a whole lot of old old white men who just sit around and talk about how great it was because they're pretty old, but they weren't there, so mm-hmm. they're, they're just passing on like some folklore. Yeah. Anyway, um, thick as thieves, bros again. Well, let's take next week off. What? Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. It's part of the bro code, am I right? You sticking around or are you going to... Yeah, we're cool, right? So folks, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, And this has been 15 Minutes with Lincoln. We'll see you next time. So we're cool? Can you... I'm going to put the chips away. Are you done? Turn that off.